Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. I just want to thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord, for being so good to me. I just want to thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord, for being so good to me. God is good today. We give him all the glory. I just want to thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord. There's no one quite like you. Heaven or earth by which men can be saved. 
of you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, uh, our soon-coming King, soon-coming King, children of God. We are looking at the signs of the times things are intensifying. Uh, tribulation is coming. Tribulation is coming on the earth. Uh, you and I want to be as close to our Heavenly Father as we can possibly get. Time is winding down. Signs are all around us. But we give God praise because He has an eternal dwelling prepared for those of us who obey him. I want to encourage you under the sound of my voice, do your best to obey God. Do your best to live for God. This life is but a test. It's but a drop in the bucket of eternity. God has given us this little time, I don't care if you get to live a hundred years, compared to eternity, a hundred years is just a drop in the bucket. It's not even up to a drop because eternity is forever. Use your time to get as close to God as you possibly can to work for God with all your heart, your soul, your strength and mind, so that on that great day when you stand before your creator, when I stand before my creator who will pronounce an eternal judgment on us, we will be able to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. Come on up. Let me make you ruler over many. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know that we are working on our most recent topic entitled, The More of You You Have. The more of me that I have. In other words, the more of this old, unregenerated part of us that we have in operation, the more of you you have, the more problems you will have. We have a part of us, children of God, that is just about bringing us problems. It is called the self. 
in us, the sinful self in us. But we thank God today that God has given us himself to counteract ourselves. God has placed within you and within me himself, his perfect self, his holy self, his righteous self, to counteract our imperfect, unholy, unrighteous self. We thank God for himself being in us. Look that capital A in our outline, who are we? Psalms 51 and 5, which describes us basically in the flesh. Then we look at 1 Corinthians 12, 27, which describes us in the spirit. Capital B, saying to yourself. You want to be very careful what you say to yourself. What, what voices are speaking in your heart and mind, what they are saying. We looked at Luke 7 and 39. We also looked at Luke 15 and 17. And it brought us on down to capital C in our outline today, whatever, whatever. We looked earlier today in Colossians chapter 3, verse 5, how did Paul instructed us to put to death whatever belongs to our earthly nature. Whatever. In other words, whatever this sinful self is talking about, is thinking about, want to do, plan to do, had to put it to death. God has one remedy for the flesh. Kill it. God has one remedy for our sinful selves. Kill it. So that you and I may walk in him. We may think in him. We may process, plan in him, in him, in him. We're going to look this evening at John chapter 2 with a special focus on verse 5. John chapter 2 with a special focus on verse 5. From the New International Version, our scripture reads, His mother Mary said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Once again, John chapter 2, verse 5, from the New International Version. His mother Mary said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Capital C in our outline, what? Whatever. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. Again, we thank you, Father, for another day. It would not be right for us to let a day pass and we not give you the glory, the honor, and the praise that you deserve. In spite of the confusing times, in spite of the perilous times, in spite of humanity's march toward time of the Antichrist, you are still good. You still bring us peace in the midst of the storm. Pray, Heavenly Father, for someone under the sound of my voice this evening that is worried and upset about many things, perplexed about events that are going on. Father, I pray your peace in their hearts and their minds. Pray, Father, for your people in the four corners of the earth, that as we see the end of all things coming near, give them peace in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith that we may not be dismayed, that we be not troubled. You told your disciples, do not let your hearts, come on somebody, be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. I want to encourage somebody this evening to believe in Christ who 
by and by will make everything all right. Speak, Father, for your people have gathered from the four corners of the earth faces that I will never see in this life, names that I may never know in this life. But, Father, we know that you have a word for each of us, your little children. Speak, Father. Use this earthly vessel. Use these lips. Use this tongue to speak your eternal words to your eternal beings. Someone may be encouraged today. Someone may be edified. Someone may be uplifted. That souls may be added to the kingdom. Father, most importantly, that your name may be glorified, exalted, and praised. Have your way in our midst today, Father, and we will be very careful to continue to uplift you, to continue to praise you, and to continue to reverence you. These and all other blessings we ask and count done in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ. Let God's people say amen. Capital C in our outline, what? Whatever. Whatever. We talked earlier today about how the young people have coined the phrase, whatever. Sometimes they feel that us, older generation, talking too much, telling them what they already know, telling them what they don't want to hear, and sometimes young people respond with whatever. Well, we saw earlier today that the Apostle Paul used the term whatever thousands of years ago led us to know what we need to do with whatever belongs to our earthly nature, put it to death. We see God here speaking through his daughter. The daughter he decided to impregnate through his Holy Spirit and bring his only begotten son into the earth. One of Jesus' first miracles. Mary speaks with a wisdom here. We don't even know if at this point Mary is a believer. We understand that it's sometime, you know, it took some time for Mary to really come on into the fold, but Mary speaks a word of wisdom thousands of years ago that if you and I will take to heart today, everything will be all right. Jesus in John chapter 2 changes water into wine. Bible says in verse 1 of chapter 2 that on the third day a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him. Now, I got to deal with that. I got to deal with that before we go any further because the Lord is, is making me take this real, real slow. Bible says that when the wine was gone, one of the saints said in, in their translation, when the wine what? Ran out. Jesus' mother said to him. Now, the reality is, children of God, that this is how a lot of us do God. When the stuff get gone, one of the saints is already preaching this message. We want to call on it. When our little money has run out, when our little lease on our apartment has run out, when our little bank accounts have dried up, many of us then want to call 
own God. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. God says there's nothing wrong with that. God says I'm a very present help in a time of trouble, but I'm hearing God speak by the Spirit to me right now. God says I'm more than just a very present help in a time of trouble. God says I'm a very present help in good times too. You say, Apostle, what you're driving at, what is God trying to get us to understand? That God does not just want to be called on when there's trouble. God does not want to be just called on when there is lack. God does not just want to be called on when you are in need. Think about a friend of yours. If the only time you hear from him or her is when you're in need. One of the first things that will start running through your mind is that he or she is just using me. It's just after what I got. You say, Apostle, what do you encourage us to do? Let us, let us, just, let us get in a habit of just, just don't really have any need, Lord. Don't really, don't really want anything. I just want to say thank you. Lord, I, I just want to say I love you. Lord, I just want to appreciate what you have already done. No, I don't need any money right now, Lord. I, I don't need anything to eat right now, Lord. I don't need any more clothes. I, I don't need any more houses. I don't need any more cars. Lord, I just want to be in your presence. I just want to commune with you. I just want to spend time with you. I just want to, I just want to talk with you. Bible says that when the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, they have no more wine. And Jesus' response, I really like it better in the King James than I do the, the NIV. The, the NIV inserts, dear woman. That's not how the King James reads. I know how the King James reads because when I first read it, you're the woman. Why do you involve me? The New International says, dear woman. Why do you involve me? Jesus replied, my time has not yet come. And Jesus was like, you know, why you got me in, into this, this kind of thing here? It's not, you know, what, what is this now? You know? But in spite of this response, the Bible says his mother said to the servants, now, now, children of God, I, you, you, got to, you, got, you got to take God's word slow. Don't, don't you know there are certain wines that you don't just guzzle down like it's some sham pepper? One of the saints said like it's a cooler. There are some wines that you, that you got to take real slow. There are certain foods that you got to eat slow to really, to really experience what, what, you, what, you, what, you, what you're dealing with here. G Mary prophesied. His mother said to the servants, you say, apostle, what you driving at? The same thing that every true apostle, every true prophet, every true spokesman or spokeswoman uh, of God has been saying and will continue to say until Jesus comes. Mary said, do whatever he tells you. You say, apostle, what you driving at? Every true prophet ought to be telling you to do whatever God tells you. Every true apostle ought to be telling you, do whatever God tells you. Mary speaks words said to the servants. Do whatever he tells you. We, 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 whatever. We're we still working on capital C now. Whatever. Whatever. You and I have a responsibility, a mandate, a charge by the creator to do whatever Jesus tells us. You want your miracle? Do what God tells you. You want to find out your God-ordained purpose? Do whatever God tells you. You want your healing. You want your breakthrough. You want your marriage fixed. You want your church to be... Uh, do whatever God tells you. As human beings, we have problems. God says that as God, I've got answers. God says I've got solutions. The problem here was obvious. 
Now, it would have been a bad thing for them to not realize that, that there was no more wine. Because a lot of times until you realize that there is a problem, you won't work on changing it. It's, it's good to, to realize, it's good to allow God to show you what the problem is. Then, then we, can, we can, you know, as we looked at the prodigal son, he had to realize, you know, I'm starving to death. You know, regardless of what daddy may have done or daddy may not have done, regardless of what they did, I'm starving to death out here. This is what the prodigal son, he realized that there was a problem. And he allowed God, because it was God that spoke in him and told him, go back to your father's house. He allowed God to speak and to give him the solution to his problem. You say, Apostle, what you driving? We live in one of the greatest countries that has ever, one of the greatest countries that has ever existed. And we have got some very, very great problems in this country. But I'm hearing God speak by the Spirit that the problems of this United States of America are not beyond the solutions in God's Word. They're not greater than the solution. There's no problem, child of God, that we will ever be faced with that's greater than the solution in God's Word. Come on, come on. We're going we're gonna to be close. Okay, you're out of wine. Okay, now this was, this was a, a, in ancient Israel, this was a serious source of embarrassment. You didn't run out of wine. Now, you invited all these people. You didn't tell me you were so cheap or so uh, didn't plan well. Or that. You don't run out of wine. This was a big embarrassment. This was not just, you know, this was not just some small matter. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. See, whatever you want fixed in your life, in your marriage, in your family, in your ministry, do whatever God tells you. You got to do it. You got to do it. Mary doesn't, I don't, I don't even know if Mary realizes that she's right here, she's giving a foundation for the, the scripture that talks about how faith without works is dead. She's giving a foundation right here. Do! Mary didn't say, uh, uh, just hear whatever God tells you. Mary didn't say, just say amen to whatever God tells you. Mary didn't say, you know, be in agreement, just be in agreement with whatever he tells you. Mary said what? Do. There's about 500 of you all out there sound of my voice. I want to encourage you. Do. Do whatever God tells you. Just do. Just do. Just do. Say, ah, apostle, I don't know if God is telling me. Well, you got to take some chances in life. Bible says that whoever trusts in the Lord will never be put to shame. Does that mean that we're not going to make mistakes? No, no, no. See, But one thing, if we don't do anything, then we know we have disobeyed God. But be willing to take some chances, children of God. Be willing to take some chances. Do whatever he tells you. Now, you know, the Bible says nearby stood six stone water jugs. Now, these, these water jugs, I think it was like I, I looked up maybe between 20 and about 50 gallons. These were huge jugs. Now, we had talked a little bit a few days ago about how, you know, if you, you want to plan for what you want God to do for you. You want, to, you want to start planning. If you want God to do something big for you, go on and start planning big. Plan for what you want him to do for you. Now, these were huge, huge containers. And the Bible said that nearby stood six stone water jars, jars the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding, okay, from 20 to 30, 20 to 30 gallons, okay. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Fill the jars. Fill the jars. See? Big container, fill to the brim. Now, any time, most, most, most times, now most times, when you look in, in Scripture, and you see God working miracles, most times there will be some act of obedience that will precede the miracle. 
just like in our lives, before there are blessings that come into our lives, blessings that come into our marriages, our families, our children, there is some act of obedience. There'll be something God wants to see us do different. So a lot of times with God, we, we want to keep doing the same old, same old, and we want to see God do things all different. God be saying, do, make an adjustment. Make an adjustment. Fill the jars with water. Now watch now. Jesus, Jesus didn't say fill the jars with wine. Wine was gone. He said fill the jars with water. And I'm going to take a substance that normally would not meet the requirement here and turn it into what meets the requirement. The, the people wanted wine. Yeah, there was water. There was, obviously, there was water because they filled the containers with it. But that wasn't what the people were crying out. She said, fill the jars with water, and I'm going to take the water and turn the water into what you have been crying out for. Say, Apostle, what's that? With God, God can take things that we're not crying out for, things that we have plenty of but we're not crying out for, and turn that into what we've been crying out for. Plenty of water, got plenty of water, but people didn't want water. That wasn't the request. It wasn't the water that was gone. It was the wine. Jesus said, fill the jars, watch this, with one thing, and I'm going to turn that into something else. I'm going to turn what you have plenty of that you're really not crying out for into plenty of what you're crying out for. <laughs> I'm going to take plenty. I'm going to take, I'm going to take, I'm going to take what you, I'm going to take plenty of what you have not been crying out. People weren't crying for water. People were crying for wine. I'm going to take plenty of what you have not been crying out for and turn it into plenty of what you've been crying out for. Then he told them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. Now, Bible says they did so. Now, what you're seeing here, children of God, is a pattern in these servants. Seeing a pattern. Now, now, who did who did Mary give the instruction to? Servants. All right. Keep in mind, children of God, we are servants. We are sons. We are daughters. We are, but we also we also uh, uh, serve. We also serving God because of the pattern of these servants. There were continual blessings that were flowing on, on in their lives. All right, the pattern, the pattern. You say, Apostle, what you diving at? I want to encourage you under the sound of my voice. There are patterns that you and I need to have as children of God to keep certain blessings flowing, or to or or, or, or to prompt God to move in certain ways on our on our behalf. All right, look at this. Look at it. We got to be able. To, we can learn something from. Because at the end of the day, what these servants got as a reward for their labor was that wine that they had been crying out for. The first thing Jesus' mother told him, do whatever he tells you. Jesus said, all right, go fill them jars with water. They filled the jars with water. Then he told them to draw some out, take it to the master. They drew some out, took it to the master. And the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine, he did not realize where it came from. You say, Apostle, what's driving that? I'm here to let you to know, child of God, that if you will make pattern yourself into obedience to God, your folk won't know where your blessing's coming from. You won't even know always where your blessing's coming from. Obedience to God will cause God to bring some blessings into your life. Folk won't know where that came from. Folk won't know how you was able to do that. How in the world with a handful of congregation you were able to do all this? How in the world are you able with just a little old government salary to be able to? God will, turn, God will have some blessings. Folk won't even know where that came from. How are you able to get a car like that and you don't even make a minimum wage? How in the world? Obedience to God. 
How in the world are y'all able to take that trip and go all the way? Oh, obedience to God, baby. Obedience to God. The Bible said he didn't realize where it had come from. Well, the servants knew. Huh? The servants knew that they had done just what the master said. And as a result, now they have some, some, some special things. I just want to encourage you, child of God, do what the master say, and you, there'll be some special things. There'll be some special things that'll come your way. Folk won't always realize. Folk won't always understand. Folk won't always comprehend exactly where it comes from. But your obedience to God will prompt God. Then he didn't know where it came from. Though the servants who had drawn the water knew, <laughs> he said, Apostle, what you died now? Obedience to God will cause you to know some things and receive some things and be in on some things that just everybody just don't, they don't know. They don't know about that now. They don't know. They don't know. Bible said the servants, they, they, had, they had drawn the water. They knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, everybody brings out the choice wine first and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you have saved the best till now. Say, Apostle, what that got to do? I want to let you to know that God wants to bring you the best right now. God wants you, child of God, you and me, he wants us to have the best right now. Even if you are unsaved under the sound of my voice, God wants you to have the best right now. You say, oh, Apostle, how are you going to say that, Ray? Because God wants you to be saved right now. And salvation involves the best that God has. Salvation is the best gift that God has for humanity. That's the best. He wants you saved. So he wants you to have the best now. Everybody brings out the choice wine first, then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you have saved the best till now. I want to encourage some of you all out there on the sound of my voice. God has got better things ahead for you. How do we get to them? Got to follow the instructions, just like the servants here. The servants followed the instructions of Jesus to the letter, and the best was their reward. And I'm here to let you to know under the sound of my voice that as you follow the instructions of Jesus, the best will be your reward. Come on, saints, let's get ready to close. We praise God. Whatever. Do whatever he tells you. Ah, oh, apostle. Ah, oh, whatever. 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 The Lord tells you. Just do it. Do it. This, the first of his miraculous signs. The first. This is the first of his miraculous signs. Jesus performed at Cana in Galilee. The first. Why is the first important? Normally the first, even the firstborn son in ancient Israel. He was the one that received the birthright. He was the one that normally received all kind of blessings from the father. The first. The Bible talks about the first child, the scripture talks about, is the first sign of a father's strength. But a firstborn son in ancient Israel, he was the one a lot of times received the birthright, received all kind of blessings, all kind of Esau was the firstborn son. Jacob realized he knew the culture, he knew the tradition. Jacob had his eye on Esau's birthright because normally the firstborn son received twice as much as any other son. He received twice as much. Say, Apostle, what's driving that? This was the first miracle that we see our Lord and Savior performing. There's oftentimes there's a lot that you can learn from the first of most anything. Oh, right in our society, a whole lot of you get your checks on the what? First of the month. We are commanded to make our contributions to the work of the Lord on the what? First day of the week. Sunday is the first this was the first of Jesus' miraculous sign. And we see some things here. We see some things here. That if we will pattern ourselves, see, if we will pattern ourselves after, after what we see, 
How, what did these individuals do that caused the miraculous signs in their life? We, we can learn. There's a lot you can learn from these, these. How many scriptures? Verses 1 through 11. 1 through 11. John 2, 1 through It's learning. It's learning we can be doing. As God breaks this thing over and, and uh, illuminate our hearts and our minds, how do we get from you, God? God be like, just do what I'm telling you. How do we get our needs met? God be like, just do what I'm telling you. How do we astound those around us, you know, with, 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 with your blessing? Just do what I'm, do what I'm telling you. The Bible says that the, 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 the banquet, he didn't know where the wine had come from. God still got some blessings for us children of God that your accountant won't know where that money came from. Your neighbors won't know where that came from. Where? Where? Hey, God will do some things that you and I won't even know where that came from. But the Bible says here, this particular miracle here, the servants knew. The serv- See, the servants knew, the servants knew the, the, the time, the energy, and the effort that they had put in. See, they was the one going back and forth getting them 20 to what? How many gallons? 20 to 30 gallons. Some of you all understand my voice. You have never what they call fetched water before. Had to go somewhere and bring water back. And these servants knew because they would want to put the time and the energy and effort in to go get that water. I, you know, I, my spirit goes to my little room in Nigeria. You know, no running water. You know, you got to go and fetch water. And a lot of times the well in our compound does not work. So you got to go down the street, get water and carry it back. And I remember one, and I'm thinking of one uh, lady's daughter. One lady got a teenage daughter. She sells food early in the morning there in my compound, and she's got a teenage daughter, young black girl. And I remember one day I sat out in the front of the compound. I was waiting for somebody or something, and I watched this young girl go back and forth, carrying water. She even, she even gave, I needed some water in my thing and didn't feel like going down. And I remember her going back and forth probably about maybe 10, 15 times, carrying water on her head, big gold gallon thing containing what she was doing. She was going. She had to get the water, and she'd come back, and she would take and pour the water into different containers and different things in the compound. She probably went back about 10 or 15 times carrying, I don't know how many gallons of water on her head. I remember she was just sweating, sweating, sweating. Get that water. So when we read this story here, we see, we see some servants who knew what it took to get that special blessing from God. When we're talking about miracles, that's normally what we're talking about, special blessing from God. If what they'd have brought back, if they'd have filled the containers and, and went and just got some water to drink, that wouldn't have been that big a deal. You know, that's when we went and got. But Jesus, because of their obedience, he did something special with the water. See, may God do something special with your marriage today in the name of Jesus. May God do something special with your finances today in the name of God. It's just, may God do something special with your, with your ministry today in the name of Jesus. Obedience will cause God to do something special for you. Come on now. You love your, you know, you love your wife or you love your children or you love your husband. or you, love, you do something special for him every now and then. Well, God loves us. God said, Robert, I love you. I'm like, Lord, I love you too. God said, tell my people I love them, Robert. God said he loves you out there. Oh, Apostle, you don't know what I have done. You don't know what I did last night. I don't even know. God know, and he still say he loves you. Oh, Apostle, I be messing up. Guess what? So do Apostle. Join, uh, join the club. Join the club. What you do or what you don't do has nothing to do with God's love for you. God loves us unconditionally. But now, it's not God's love that I'm after. I already got that. It's God's blessings. One of the something here. It's not water that we are after here. 
We got that. It's wine. In our story, the people won't out the water. They got water. They got plenty of water. You out there understand my voice. It's not God's love you need to be after. You already got plenty of that. It's the in our story that the people want. It's the blessings of God. It's the special blessings of God that, that, that we want from God. Well, God said just like they wanted wine, they had, to, they had to do the right thing with the water. If you want the special blessings, you got to do the right thing with the love of God. Mm. And you say, Apostle, what is the right thing with the love? you got to love him right back with the same love that he gave to you. All right. Let's, let's look at how God, and I thank God for the way he's tying this thing. People had plenty of water in our story. Right here, we just read. Wasn't water they were after. They wanted wine. They wanted something special. It's not the love of God that we're after. We got plenty of that. It's something special. It's the blessings of God. That's what we want. Well, in order for them to have gotten wine, they had to do the right thing with the water. In order for you and I to get the special blessings of God, we got to do the right thing with the love of God. Ah, oh, Father, I thank you for that revelation. Thirty good years of preaching, I ain't never seen that in here. The Bible says. This was the first of his miraculous signs Jesus performed at Cana in Galilee. He thus revealed his glory, and his disciples put their faith in him. He revealed his glory. See, when you talk about glory, you're talking about that which, which brings praise. There's something wrong with you. You just sat there and watched wine get, water get turned into wine, and you don't want to give God no praise. That's, that's, that's miraculous. That's miraculous. You need praise. We praise God for that right there. We give God the glory for that right there. Mary gave the formula, whether you realize it or not, children of God, before the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the church, before Jesus died on the cross, Mary gave a prophetic utterance which was the formula for success for all time. Maybe we gave it in this short little thing. I don't even know if she realized it. I don't even know if many of us realized it. Do whatever he tells you. You say, Apostle, what are you saying to us? You want to be a success out there? Do what God tells you. You want to be a success in your walk with God? Do what God tells you. You want to be a success. You want to have a successful marriage, successful family, successful church. Do what God tells you. What Mary has, has, has shared, right now remember this is a girl God picked out of all the women in the world. This was the girl God picked. So it had to be something in Mary that just won't, just that was a cut above now. Come on now, let's, let's talk. Family, family. And we start, we're seeing a glimpse of it here. This was a girl that's, look, you know, you want to be blessed by God? Do whatever he tells you. You want to see the supernatural out of God? Do what he tells you. You want to see the miraculous out of God? You want to see, you want to see something that's beyond what I can do for you? Mary said, I can't get no wine. I can't get no, I can't get no uh, 20 to 30 gallons worth of wine for y'all right now. You want to see God do something? Mary said, do whatever this one. Father, in Jesus' mighty name we pray. We thank you again, Father, for speaking to us, your little children. We trust, Father, that your people have been blessed at the proclamation of your holy word. May lives continue to be changed. May eyes continue to be open. May your truth continue to reign. May souls continue to be saved. This is our prayer. We count it done in Jesus' mighty name. We pray. Amen and amen. Question one. Yes. 
Give, give a few things that will happen if we obey God. Very good question. Question two. All right. Uh, that's kind of similar. Yeah, that's similar to the first one. Um, all right. What are the some? Of, what are some of the patterns that these servants exemplify? And then question three, what is important about this being the first of Jesus' miraculous signs? What's, what's important about that? What's important about it being the first of Jesus' miraculous signs? And you can reach us at the Christmas Church at Jamal.com. Check our website, www.artchurch.com. Backslash backslash T backslash TCCC. Feel free to join us on Talk Shoes, YouTube, and iTunes at 96 p.m. daily. Talk Shoe call 724444 7444. Enter ID 17959. Let's precast with Titan Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Chris and Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent using the donation button on the church website or our Talk Shoe homepage. God bless you and heaven smile on you in Jesus' name. Amen. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.